John. Marilee. <sighs> Sorry, it took me a minute. I Sometimes, you know, when I try to get through, I never get through the first time. I don't know what happened. I don't know. Yeah, so, anyway. How are you? Well, a little crazy this afternoon. I, I um, um, at the port of Seattle, where which is very close to where I live, uh, at a place called Golden Gardens, which is part of the Shulshul Bay Marina, yeah. there was two. There was two shootings this afternoon. Uh, still a developing story. Wow. And then, um, and then a. Uh, out at Ruby Beach, which is out on the peninsula, which where I also frequent a woman, a doctor apparently from the Midwest, um, uh, wasn't paying attention to the tide rip because it's a very dangerous area for tide. She went out there and she's dead. They, they picked her up. The water picked her off a rock and she's drowned. So. Oh, God. So, oh, I hate you know, to hear that. Just another uh, day in paradise, I guess. Oh, yeah. my goodness. You know, those rocks are so dangerous. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you got to pay attention, you know. I mean, the, the water is, the the hydraulic value of moving water is horrific. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you, just, you just don't play around with that stuff. No. Just people just, I mean, it's like, let's go over and pet the buffalo, honey. No, no, bad idea. No. Bad idea. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I saw that video. <laughs> sure, they're nice, but um, yeah, I had an experience like that when I was a kid. We were—I was with my girlfriend on vacation with her family, and I think we were in Carpinteria, and we were out on the rocks. And I didn't want to go out there, but um, you know, it was—it was there was enough daylight, you know, and it didn't seem that rough. But once we got out out into the rocks the tide started to come up and we were going to be stuck out on those rocks it was so scary and then because it was so fast Mm -hmm. and um you know we we were trying to make it back out of there and my girlfriend slipped and she cut her leg open we ended up having to go to emergency and she needed stitches and ruined the whole vacation for her Uh, yeah yeah you know, but it could have been a lot worse. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She could have been declared dead after 40 minutes of CPR. Yeah. Oh, God. So, God bless her family. Yeah. Husband and daughter, son and uh, husband and other, a lot of bystanders. And a lot of people tried to save her, but they couldn't. Oh. <clears throat> so it was probably a pretty emotional situation for those people just collectively uh, anyway mm. yeah I uh, so other than that how was your day I've been studying devil worship today uh, devil worship yeah <laughs> why <laughs> that probably wasn't a very smooth segue was it <laughs> <laughs> I, I swear I thought you were going to say monkeys. I didn't see that coming. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I was, pardon me, I was looking at monkeys too, but but uh, I don't know if they relate to devil worship or not, but I didn't realize, um, I don't know what I thought that devil was about or, or, or Lucifer, because I've been, you know, I've studied something about Lucifer, which is the original name that, that um, 
they apparently the Christians thought that the devil liked better. Yeah. But the devil really didn't come along. I mean, the devil came pretty pretty late uh, bloomer here, according to what <laughs> I'm reading. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? Was, um, you tell. Well, I mean, it took until the fourth century for the for the devil to catch on, and for devil worship to you know, to to become mm. to come to the surface. Um, there's uh, there's really. Apparently, from what I'm reading, this is this is Britannica, all right. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to I'm just going to make the assumption that it's been vetted. But um, according to them, the biblical text they say do not provide Satan with a backstory, but by the third or fourth century, a general biography of the character had gained broad acceptance in Christian communities, and by that point, Satan was being presented as an angel who had rebelled against God and all the story that we already hear all right. the time about the fallen angel. So it looks as if he's kind of an invention of uh, of the writers through approximately three to 400 years. Um, oh. So he, um, you know, hmm, what do you think? Well, it's interesting that you're even bringing that up today <laughs> because I saw a post where um the girl had, you know, put a picture up and it was half Jesus, half, you know, the devil, Lucifer. And her, you know, writing went on to say that we are both and explained her theory about it. You know, people, I mean, we're in an uproar saying, you know, that's not true. And, you know, and then obviously the stories that support otherwise. And, you know, if you're stuck into the stories, you're not going to budge. You know, you got, you got to be open to to more things, right? To more knowledge. And, I know that's I know that's your that's your byline constantly. I know. Yeah, and so, it's true. I mean, it's good. I'm not saying I'm not speaking against it. It's good. Yeah. What? My well, the way I mean, you're 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 open to novelty. I mean, you really are. Mm-hmm. For mm-hmm. a, I think that for as solid as your position is, for a square on the side of God, you really do entertain the devil routinely. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's good. All right. And I said, you know, of course I had to put my two cents in there. <laughs> oh, you did? I oh, did. Surprise, surprise. I did. <laughs> <laughs> I did. And I just said that it was, um, you know, it was, it was a clear depiction of free will. That's what oh, it was. Oh gosh. I forgot about that. Free will. Right. Right. You actually <laughs> believe in that, don't you? Yeah. Oh, here you go. <laughs> yeah, we never did really get into that. Mm. How do they not believe in free will? Well, it's it's just I mean, free will is fine as a term, but the problem is is that is that your brain the the synapses in your brain make a decision before they tell you what they're before the decision was. In other words, they make the decision like you think you're thinking about something and you think that you're going to decide about it. And about 20 milliseconds before any of that happens, the brain makes a decision for you and then tells you what it decided to do. And you think that's free will, but the decision's made for you. I, I don't buy that. I just don't buy you, that. You don't, I, you don't have to buy it. It's just a matter of put the wires on and watch it happen. No, it's got to come from somewhere else because free will, you know, there, there's the idea of our decision making, right? The brain is making a decision, but then there's also our gut, our whole, you know, electrical system, our heart. 
what maybe maybe the um the time lapse is that indecision of what am I going to follow? Well, I mean, you can you can stretch your hypothesis as far as you want. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Okay. <laughs> No, it, no, because we can't just look at the brain. Clearly, the brain is controlled by the serpent. Clearly, our world, our world is living evidence of that. Yes, so, right. I think the, well, I think the brain is certainly responds. The brain responds to what it's fed through its ocular mechanism, yeah. which are the two holes in the front of your head. Yeah, right, right. Brain yeah. responds to that. Plus, the, right. the other two holes in the sides. Okay, so we so, can hear and see. All right. Right. But okay. So, but what's out there is programmed to scare us. doesn't matter where it is, what topic, whatever. We are programmed in fear and we're trying to avoid, you know, the pain. Do you think there's anything to the fact that babies seem to be born afraid of, of snakes before they're, before there's any training, just as a matter of the, 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 the species? Is there any history to the, to the God hypothesis or the, or the, or the, uh, devil, the devil delusion. You know, I, I don't know. I really don't know. I don't stand anywhere on that knowledge because I've seen, you know, Indian babies being protected by cobras, you know, and they're not afraid of those snakes at all. And those cobras will, will, you know, circle the baby. Yeah. Protect the baby. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Some. I don't know. I'm not sure I know what we're talking about, but I, I've read that somewhere. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if it's true, not true, or if it's inbred, or I don't know. But maybe, you know, definitely we're born with free will. There, there's fear. That's the whole duality, right? There's fear. It's traumatic when you come into this world. All I'm saying. All I'm saying, I'm not denying any of that, excepting it's just not free. It's all contrived. It's all, it's all staged. It's like tumblers in a lock. The, the data comes in, and as the data comes in to, your, to the uh, various parts of your brain, uh, there, there's a delay. There's just a delay mechanism uh, as it's, it's processing information, you know, Okay, but if it were that, if it were really that, what makes me different from oh, no, the person? No, 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 it is, it is really that. Okay, let's, let's, it, it, okay. <laughs> but what makes me different from the person next to me? Nothing. You both got the same problem. You both, you both do not practice, you both do not have free will. You both are reacting to what your brain is telling you it's decided to do based on its history of how it reacts to stuff like this. Your brain that is so not true. Day. I don't. I don't know who said that, but I don't believe it. Not for one second, because uh, Sam reason, Harris is one of them. I don't know who that is, but here's the thing. Okay, it, it, let's let's just look at that example. Me and the next guy, right? And there's nothing different between us, and we're both reacting in the same way. There's no free will whatsoever, but clearly there's a difference between me and that person. How do we explain it? Well, you explain it because your brain, each one of you has got a different set of life experiences that has influenced how your brain functions, how, how it reacts to what you do. Okay, well, that, and, uh, to me, is insulting. 
And the reason why it's insulting is because it takes away my power, my power as a human being to make my own decisions according to my will. Surprise, surprise. Yes, true, true enough. You may not be as together as you think you are, you know? Well, then who's the puppet master? The brain. Your brain is a puppet master. I mean, I don't think, I don't think this is a puppet Wait. master problem. No. This, no. this is not a problem about puppet masters. This is a problem about how your brain functions and what the delay time is for electricity to pass through all those things for your brain to come up with that. What, this is what I'm going to do. That okay. just takes time. So then how do we explain the intelligence of the heart? It's the same thing. I mean, the heart and the brain are connected with, uh, I think, 70,000 neurons or something. Uh, the, the heart has that, uh, that are a dead match for the brain. So the heart does have influence on the brain or vice versa. Yes, that's true. But again, all we're talking about here is delay. How long it takes for the electricity to get through the wires. That's okay. really all we're talking about here. Okay, but wait. No, we're not really talking about that because you're, you're just missing free will. No, no. Free will doesn't exist. There is no such thing as free will. Free will is a, is a misconception completely. No. Okay. Well, then I guess that my whole purpose here doesn't is not needed. No, because... you're just misinterpreting what free will means. That's all. Let's, let's, let's back it, <laughs> so back it upstream. Come on. Back upstream for a while. Okay. No. Put yourself, no, put yourself in your brain's position. Oh, yeah. You know, okay. sit there in your brain chair. Okay. You know, and say, you know, and, and, and your brain, you're, and you're, you're, with, you're in the brain chair talking, and your brain is in the chair talking to itself. And the brain is saying to its buddy, you know, brain hemisphere two is saying to hemisphere one, I can't believe Marilise keep pushing us for this time thing she wants. She wants all this thing to happen so fast, you know. That's not how this works. This comes in with brain. The brain doesn't doesn't think at all. The brain is not it. The brain is the organ. I'm just trying to make an example. You know what I'm saying? I know you are. I know. I'm just trying to make an example. But, the hemispheres, the the, the the frontal cortex, the two hemispheres, the whole thing, it takes time for the, for the information to be processed and come back to a deciding situation. It just takes time, usually about 20 milliseconds. Okay, so a deciding isn't yeah. deciding a choice between two things? Yes, yes, it is. But but you see, what happens is is that by the time that when you but you have the same delay. So when you are thinking, I'm going to turn to the right, okay, you're behind the curve. The brain has fed you that information already because it knows before you know what you're gonna do. Who is me if I'm not the brain? Well, you're just a, you're a, you're a, you're an attachment. You're an appendage to the process of the the uh, fleshy tablets of what's going on in your head. Mm, you know? See, I don't believe that. I don't believe that. I believe that the no, the brain is um, is an antenna, and it it receives messages and then relays. And so that that voice that we're talking about or whatever you know that's coming in, that information is coming in from consciousness. And the brain, if not trained, will make a decision based on fear. And if we train our brain to take the information in differently, then we can follow with our heart. And that's what free will is. I have one 
choice in the matter between these two things. I'm either going to choose love or I'm going to choose fear. And that's our free will. It's only one choice all the time. And that's where, you know, that pause comes in. So you're talking about, you know, that little bit of a delay that's telling me what I'm going to do. So I'm reactive, reactive all the time because fear hits, I'm reactive and boom, I'm going. But no, it's because I haven't trained my brain to pull back and follow my heart and choose love every time. And that takes practice. And that is our free will. It's one or the other. Okay, so the information comes in the brain, right hemisphere says to the left hemisphere. Um, Merely is not trained us yet. Okay. So we must... So the right, okay, so we're looking at right and left. The right hemisphere is our creative side. Okay, that's our expressive side. That's our woman. And the left side of the brain, that's our black and white logic and reason male version. That's, that is the two of us together. And if we're going to look at the brain as a whole, then the brain represents the man as in logic and reason, and the heart is the woman. So we have to align these two. Is it, is it really a binary decision based yeah. on gender? No, 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 okay. not gender. It just, it's just <laughs> the way we're, you know, our makeup, the way we landed here. Okay, we have right. a gender. Oh. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. But but remember now, remember now, there is time involved here. It's the flow of time. You cannot avoid the flow of time. I don't care how you spin your story. It's still a flow of time, unless you can circumvent that some way, which is what you're obviously trying to do. So carry on. I'm listening. Okay, so a flow of time. Well, let's put it in, in perspective, like in that decision making, right? That's what we're talking about? Because you're yeah. saying that they're firing off and then I make a move. Right. It's already been told to me. And then I make right. That's right. right. That's okay. right. In other, words, in other words, you when you think you're making the move, when you think you made a decision, the decision was made 20 milliseconds earlier by your brain. Uh, OK. OK. But it's so simplified that my brain made that decision because it totally disregards the heart making the decision. If well, the heart had a, well, the heart had a 70, a 70,000 neuron participation level. It was a minor player, probably. No, the heart is not on my, no, there's so much intelligence in the heart and that's been proven. Uh -uh, uh -uh. Okay. So let's, okay. So let's talk game talk then in that moment of being reactionary, right? You made a move and all of a sudden my brain, it hits my brain and you're saying I'm going to be reactionary and I'm going to make another move, a counter move, right? And I don't have any say in it. I'm just going to move. No, that's reactionary. That's untrained. I have the ability to pause. I have the ability to pull back, think for a minute what you just did and assess what my, what my emotions want to say, you know, like if I'm acting in fear or anger, I'm insulted, whatever. Or if I can pull back and see compassion. Well, and that's then true. I'm not move. denying any of that. Why do you think? I'm, I'm not denying any of that. Well, that's, that's what free will is. It's my free will to control the puppet. The brain no. doesn't control me like that. Like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I, I have, you know, <laughs> the ability to pull back. <laughs> no. Only after your brain tells you to pull back. Not no, okay, but my brain has to be following my heart, and I had I had to train my brain to do that. 
Well, your heart is a very minor player in your brain stuff. No. Very, minor. <laughs> very, very tiny circuitry. Not even. Not even. Barely, you know, barely there. When people say, you know, oh, I follow my heart and I, you know, I get hurt every time. It's like because you don't know what you're doing. You don't even understand what it means to follow your heart. There's no parameters. Are you standing you know? up on your desk? Am I standing up on my desk? No. <laughs> <laughs> What do you mean? <laughs> I'm saying that, you know, it, we have to be trained, period. If not, then our head, okay, our head has to make that decision in free will. And it doesn't know. And that's why people are so indecisive. That's why people overthink because it's left, right, left, right, left, right. Both sides of the brain are like, hey, hey, what about me? What about me? And, and you don't know which way to go. So with, with an understanding that, okay, wait a minute, there's my head telling me something because I'm pissed off right now. And then there's, you know, the right thing to do. And I should probably do the right thing to do. I should probably do the right thing. But then people go, what is the right thing? And the brain steps in and says, well, this is the right thing to do. Smack him in the face. Just smack him down. And it's like, oh, no. and then you have every reason. So there's this whole argument going on. Because you don't have a definition of what the heart does. Well, I think we're, I think you and I are talking on two different things here. You're talking about free will as a philosophy. I'm talking about it as a science. And you know, I guess we can say it's a science of philosophy. But you are you are taking a philosophical approach to to the value of free will, and I'm just saying that scientifically, your argument doesn't hold water. I'm now, saying... <laughs> <laughs> uh. Uh-uh. It doesn't, but, it doesn't even make sense. And the reason why it doesn't make sense is because, I mean, literally, what you're doing is you're telling me that this is the Truman Show or, you know, something else is controlling me. Mm-hmm. And the Bible says we have free will. Well, I think that I think in free will, I think free will in the general pedestrian sense of the word um, does imply that you are making decisions based on your experience and your decision-making process, whatever that is, you have free will to make a decision to what you want to do. And people exercise free will, and they do. I mean, you can see people, he had the free will to do this or that. He, you know, he willed himself or whatever you want to say. All I brought up at the very beginning was a minor little thing, a little glitch about how that actually works. I don't want to take away okay. your story about free will um, be, because it's, it's, you have a beautiful story about free will, I guess. Um, but it's the supposed power of the capacity of the humans to make decisions and perform actions independently of any other prior event. It's a supposed action. It doesn't actually exist in science. So to marry mm-hmm. the two ideas. Let's, let's marry philosophy and science and what happens, then what happens. Let's try that. Okay. That means that free will does exist yes. because I understand the choice. I have a choice. And as long as I have a choice, then I have free will. Period. Well, 
I now, think, I mean, free, all right, you have a moral okay. responsibility. You've got, you've got all sorts of arguments that are in favor of what you're saying. Okay, yes. but wait. So now, if I have a choice between A and B, it's, and nobody's telling me otherwise, that's my free will. But what you're saying is that, that the brain will tell you instinctively, this is what you're going to choose, and that's how you behave before you make the action. Well, what I'm saying is that is that is that there's a there's a mean free path, um, which is the average distance it's going to take between the collisions of the of the electrical energy that's in your brain to span the gap to send the signal to make the decision to modify stuff to get it to do a thing. It's just a timing process. Well, maybe maybe that timing process is not that it, it's invalid. It it's true scientifically. It's true, but I don't think. It can discount free will. They no, don't go together. No, in fact, your brain has never heard of free will, frankly. Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh my gosh! We, we, are we in agreement that the brain is not the mind? No, I, I think we are. I think I think the brain. I mean, depending on your definition, but I think the brain is is you know just nerve sinew tissue and and gray matter, and I think the mind. Uh, in terms of that's the always that's the classic hard problem of consciousness. You know, that's what's dualism. That's what it's all about. That's why we argue. Just the basis for all of our discussions is trying to figure out the hard problem. Where is consciousness? Hmm. Why does that sound familiar to me, John? Are you being smug now? <laughs> <laughs> I would love to find that. I don't even know where it is right now, but yes. <laughs> oh, 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 look at this. Marilee gives humanity the obvious key to the hard problem. <laughs> Oh my God! It's been published thousands of times, hasn't it? <laughs> How does consciousness relate in day-to-day -day life? <laughs> oh, you're bad. You're bad. Uh, a strong case for expanding our thinking with a painfully simple answer. <laughs> you are skewering me right to the deck. <laughs> what merely is reading is my. My review of her book. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and, dear. Yeah, so tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay. See? All right. Yes. 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 Mm -hmm. That's all says, true. Yes, <laughs> I'm sorry. Dr. John Lacasse, <laughs> author of Fight for the Quantum. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, oh man. Yes. You're just, you're just so lethal. I mean, you're just impossible. <laughs> wow, wow. I didn't write it. <laughs> I'm such a, I'm such a dolt. <laughs> anyway, um, yes, okay, that's fine. But, but in context, let's put this in context. Okay. Okay, in favor of your argument. Okay. In favor of your argument. On the philosophical side, it's all true what you say. It's all true what I wrote. And you do, with your book, give society the, uh, the answer to the hard problem. I mean, you really do, because it's so well 
structured, speaking of structure, but, but, <laughs> but, mm-hmm. but, I didn't, when I wrote that review, I wasn't thinking in terms of the electrical impulses going through the synapse. You know, I was thinking of the results. The results are there. But I didn't want to define, I didn't want to say in the review that, that she's 20 milliseconds slow on her decision. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. So, so then we have to ask ourselves, does it really matter? <laughs> no, of course not. All right. <laughs> what the hell was that about then? <laughs> That's 28 minutes and 34 seconds of us arguing about nothing. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, okay, it was fun, though. Dang. Yeah. Who wins? <laughs> <laughs> I have Dr. John LaCasse on my side in my book. <laughs> Argue with him. <laughs> I dare you. <laughs> oh, gosh. So, all right. Well, you know what? Today, I was so tired today. I was, I had to, you know, I sat down to meditate and I put on my, my um, hand drum, uh, you know, YouTube video that I absolutely love. Yeah. And I was going into like this meditative state and then I um, drifted off. I don't even know how long, and the thing's like an hour long, and it was over by the time I woke up in a panic, because I had to be somewhere, but um, I was dreaming, and I dreamt that I could fly. When you were in your dream? Yeah. When you were in your dream, did you start flying? Yeah. Now, tell me something about that. How did you fly? Well, it was interesting, because I was on foot. And I, you know, the scenery kind of looked like I was in San Clemente or something, you know, like there was, I was up high, there was cliffs, water below, and I was trying to get to Target and God knows why, but, uh, I'm thinking, how am I going to get there fast? Cause I'm on foot and I, there's all this, you know, and I said, well, you can fly. And I'm like, yeah, I guess so. So I like ran up to this, like a little short wall, you know, to, to launch myself off of it. And right when I got there, I stopped and pulled back and I'm like, you're not going to make that. And, um, so I said, well, I guess I could jump and I'm like talking to myself. And so I did, I jumped, I literally like did a vertical jump and I just went so high and I'm like, well, maybe I overdid it a little. (laughs) (laughs) okay and then i just literally started flying and then i landed in uh i don't know like i don't know it was like uh somebody's house and (laughs) excuse me it was was weird after that so you so you went through a a process of launching like you would a bird or or catapult or anything like that but you didn't really use any airfoil of your body that is you didn't flap wings or whatever no you just did the motions of a catapult start and then you were gone you did it yeah i mean i was i was literally running toward this wall like i was gonna launch myself up yeah and then i I just backed off i couldn't get that did you see yourself in flight did you did you fall did you see the ground or did you were you doing anything were you tumbling or how'd you control your flight attitude was not tumbling at all. I literally was like a rocket going straight up. 
And, and, were, and, the, were, and I could see the ground getting further and further away. Yeah, okay. And that's when I knew that I had kind of, you know, overdid a little bit. Right. But I wasn't afraid. And then... And, and then, then, then how did you come back down again? What happened? Well, um, well, then I, I started to, you know, like an airplane, and just kind of move around. I was flying. And then next thing I know, I was on this kind of like a like an astroturf and Peter was there and then Peter bent down on his knee and he picked me up on on his right shoulder and started to carry me and I'm like <laughs> I don't know it was kind of weird I'm like why are you why are you carrying me and um and then I thought to myself I don't even seem like I'm heavy on his shoulder I, I, was, I was gonna say yeah is Peter mm-hmm. typically able to do that um no? I would say no Okay. No, that's a lot for anybody. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. it's just so. So that was though he had some. So he was overpowered as well. He had. Yeah. He yeah he got more power in your dream than he would normally have. Yeah. Yeah, but there was something. There was something different about it. It was like something. There was like a a royal. Well, yeah, like a like a I don't know something regal about it. Like he was carrying you. Like he was like he was a bearer of the of you. Yeah. He was bearing you into the into the uh, into the grocery store or whatever it was. Yeah, where it was a house. It was a house actually. Target. It was a house. No, Target never came in again. Yeah, <clears throat> it was a house. And so, uh, then there was people there that I knew, and I'm like, "Why are you here? And where am I?" Yeah. So it's kind of weird. And then, huh. yeah. Then? So, well, then I, I had an appointment. I had to uh, get up. So I I don't know what. I just woke up in a panic. I was like, oh, shoot, what time is it? And I had a um, rush to the post office and I made it there and I needed cash back. And the first go around, um, you know, I put I did my card, but I did the little, you know, where you just slap it. And he goes, mm-hmm. you didn't get your cash. I said, no, it didn't ask me. He goes, because you have to put your card into the to the machine. I said, mm-hmm. oh, OK. I said, well, can I get cash? And he goes, well, you have to buy something. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, well, you know, and he goes, you want stamps? And I'm like, okay, well, I guess, yeah, I, he goes, you just have to buy a stamp. So I said, all right, well, and I look at the board of stamps. I can't see any of them, but I said, well, do you have anything with like love on it? And he's like, mm, all I've got is this purple heart. And, and I, it, it really like took me back for a minute. I'm like a purple heart. And then he had probably, I don't know, like nine stamps put together or something, you know? And um, I'm looking at it like it's just so weird that he would give me a purple heart of all things, you know. And he goes, you could use it for anything. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, this is the conversation. And meaning that it's an, you know, it's an everything stamp or whatever, right? Sure, yeah. Yeah. And uh, it it just (laughs) in that moment of that conversation, I'm like, okay, this is weird. So then I thought I was buying like the whole strip of stamps. And he literally just sold me one purple heart. And then I got my cash back. So he's being literal, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> and I haven't looked at that stamp yet, but I just, that just was really interesting to me. I got to find the stamp. I put it in my wallet and I'm like, hmm. I don't know. A purple heart stamp? Is it a purple heart? Is, is, it, is it the metal, the purple heart? Or is it yeah, just a heart? 
you know, what, it's the purple heart. Okay. Yeah, let me see if yeah. I can find it. It wasn't like a heart colored purple. No, no, it was like a, a shield or something. A shield, yeah, it was the purple heart itself. Yeah, right. Which is, yeah, okay. you know, and uh, I was like, and, and I think my reaction to him, he was like, you know, like, do I have to convince you of the stamp? It's going to work. And I'm like, no, it's fine. I don't know if I could find it. I don't know. I just right. kind of put it in here and left. But in any case, I mean, I could let you know later. But that was that was just kind of weird. No, I, got, I got a picture. I got a picture of a purple heart looking right at me here. A purple heart um, stamp? No, no, purple heart, purple heart. What do you have that for? Purple, purple heart, purple heart. Oh, we've had a lot of interesting stuff in the family about people dying in action, stuff like that. Mm. <laughs> Um, yeah, it was the meaning of the stamp that hit me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what it was. Hmm. I mean, it's it's you know it, it's a it's a you know if you're if you're a patriot of the Great Republic, it's a pretty big deal, right? Um, so yeah, yeah well, I well, mean, I think that's good. I mean, it's a lot of power. <clears throat> that stamp has a lot of power emotionally, for sure. Yeah, well, a you history, know, a lot of history. Prior to that, prior to getting the stamp. Uh, a text came through, you know, um, basically, you know, a, a, it was, you know, a heartfelt st um, text thanking me, you know, for just oh, here it is, being in their life and for what I do. Mm -hmm. And I was like, hmm. yeah, it's a. Um, Maybe that's what it was, because you were injured in action by these people earlier and you're apologizing or was it just a great. Look, it, it look, you know what it looks like it looks like a um it says purple heart on it and then it looks like a heart-shaped locket and in and it's gold has a crown on top and inside is purple with a gold relief of a face yeah that's um george washington or somebody it's the president it's george washington pretty sure it's george washington yeah, it's a gold, gold filigree on the outside, purple, purple field on the inside, and George Washington's uh, form in the middle. Yeah. Yeah, the crown on top. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> he was supposed to be king. He was supposed to be king, you know. Oh, really? Yeah, he was supposed to be king. I mean, the British thought that we were supposed to, we, you know, the, the Great Republic was sort of an afterthought because we were supposed to be a monarchy, even though we're trying to get away from it. They wanted him to be king. Um, that's a shield on the top, actually. A shield? That is George. Yeah, that is George Washington. There's a shield on the top. Oh yeah, you're right. Um, it's a shield. Yeah. Wow. Well, I don't know, but you know, that's kind of a time will tell what that is. I'll send you a picture of the actual metal. I mean, is this can, something that's can, can you can you can you see a picture? I mean, can yeah. I send you a picture? Yeah, yeah. Isn't that amazing? Wait, <laughs> I'm looking for somebody else's text in yours. Hmm. Yeah. Well, it's... you you have a better way of operating your phone than I do because I don't know what I'm doing. Maybe I can. Oh, wait a minute. There I got something. I'll try and pick this up. It says, okay, so now. Uh -huh. Yeah. 
the text that came in at 4.53, which the post office closes at 5. It, it literally got this text right before I went in. Okay, so, okay, and so that was the, but this was, this was not an apology text. This was a, 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 a attaboy text, huh, that we... Love you for what you do. It wasn't somebody apologizing for being nasty or something? Yeah, no, it says, I'll read it because it's anonymous. Whenever I get mad or feel broken inside, I always manage to think of you to calm me down. I just think of your beautiful, sweet smile and all the love you radiate. And I do mean this from the very bottom of my heart. You are pure love to me. That little spark yeah. in my... Yeah, and... Uh, spark in my ignition system that starts my engine again after being shut down for a while you know well that's wonderful yeah oh yeah yeah that's it that's, that's the it, stamp eh? <laughs> holy shit <laughs> how do you have this <laughs> wow that is a purple heart you're looking at that's not a stamp that's the real thing what okay? How Airborne do you have a story? Tell a story. Well, it's not something I want to talk about. But it's it's um, mm. yeah. Holy cow! And now we have this in common. I guess so. I mean, yeah, we do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm like speechless right now. How do you, how does this happen? <laughs> That is kind of odd, yeah. I mean, but that's uh, you get back to our somewhat earlier conversation about the oddities of our of our relationship is really weird, anyway. So, <clears throat> or yeah. just I, I don't know why I call it weird. That's kind of a condescending. I think it's I think it's special. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's special. Yeah. Right. It is. Again, there's more meaning there. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe. Yeah. So. Uh, hmm. I don't really know, but that'll go in my book. And um, I don't have to say. And then I went and got my elephant, my Elsa. That's a cool elephant. Wow. Yeah. Well, do you know what it's made of? Yeah, it's, this is a rock. It's a piece of rock. It looks like an elephant, right? It's so <laughs> heavy. Yeah. And, I mean, it's stone. It is stone. And I don't know what it is. It's green. It's marbled, you know, with the gold and stuff. And it's like so familiar to me, but I, I can't identify is it. Is it alabaster? Is alabaster green? No. Yeah. Uh, no. Uh, okay. I think alabaster is white. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a rock. I have to oh. look at a rock book to know anything about rocks. Right. I like right. rocks, but I, I, was, I always use them. I'm, I'm, for me, rocks are tactile. They're not stuff. I mean, they're not whatever they're made of. They're, it's tactile. I like, it. mm -hmm. I like how it feels that it's my rock. Mm -hmm. If I don't, then it's not my rock. Right. So. Right. I'm very tactile that way. Everything I mean, everything I do is tactile. I like to hold a book. I don't like to, you know, I, I, I possess things with my hands. Mm -hmm. Hold them. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. I guess because I think they're like somehow I'm squee I'm getting something out of it that way. I kind of think that that's um, that is common among artists. Maybe. You know? Yeah, because you have to hold it. You feel the energy. Because we we transfer energy. Yeah, I, I just that's I mean I've got to, yeah I, I just do I have to touch things you know mm -hmm. and um, have them around. Yeah. Oh yeah. Very very visual. 
Mm-hmm. Very visual. Mm-hmm. Um, Rather than like, me. yeah, ha- reading a book online, I can't do it. No, no, I'm, I'm a book. I'm a book hard copy reader. Yep. Um, I've got a Kindle right next to me. I, it's I don't know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do I do read books. I have a library, of course. We know that. Um, <clears throat> but um, I uh, I was with Brian today, and Brian is uh, a very accomplished fellow. A uh, very long time friend of mine, very dear friend, close. And um, he's very um, circumspect about just about everything. Uh, and he's fun to be around because he can, you know, can bring you, can say something, and he'll, he'll whatever, but, but uh, he'll, he'll speculate about it in some way that makes sense. But he's also um, a quickly, he will quickly accommodate something that's of worth that he will feel immediately. And one of the things that we talked about today, I, I have a, I have a hall tree that's, um, that's uh, was put in my grandfather's house in 1900. And um, I want to give it to Brian. Mm. And I did today, mm. in fact, <clears throat> and um, uh, he's going to pick it up, but uh, he was really moved by it. The thing uh, really, you know, I could see him. I, can, mm-hmm. I watched him touching it, holding it, you know, looking carefully at it, mm-hmm. uh, agreeing not to ever modify it in his, I mean, agreeing with himself not to modify it. Right. It's 100, 123 years old. Wow. And, uh, <clears throat> and he just, that's what he did. And it was just really a treat to watch him decide how he was going to covet this thing. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm, I just, you know, I want him to have it. So that's, well, he and I spent the whole day together. Mm-hmm. And um, it was great. Um, in the garden? Yeah, outside. I mean, well, yeah, Christine and he were, were talking. Uh, Julie, his wife's name is Julie, and, and she and Christine have been talking about moving some plants over to their place because we uh, have a lot of stuff here. And so that a couple of big plants, a fig tree went over there and uh, some other things and, um, you know, uh, umbrella. I mean, he's getting started in this great big house he just bought, and you know, he needs some stuff, so I'm just going to mm-hmm. load some stuff into it. Mm-hmm. And uh probably send him a chair too and I gave him a great big axe. I gave him a great big full a full axe that he didn't have. Uh you know, long handled axe to cut down tree. And uh or but that's not what we do. We don't cut down trees, but you know, for the chop wood or something. I don't mm-hmm. I hate to cut down trees, but mm-hmm. but uh, anyway, it was an axe. I mean did maybe dig a trench with it or something. I I didn't even bring that up. Never mind, I didn't say that. Um <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> what do you think of over? Have you started over story yet? I haven't have started, started yet because I was meditating and fell asleep. But um, you know, I have those two logs from the tree that spoke to me, right? Right. And you know, it's like normally you you can't a log; it has to have roots, right? Yeah, I don't know how you start a tree from a log. You start a tree from a from a sprout, I think somehow. Right. Um, well, you know what? I've watched videos where people will take a cutting from whatever and then put it in aloe vera, like an aloe vera leaf. And then, yeah, put, and, yeah, and then put it, um, you know, in the ground. And that will Does that work. Yeah, that will help the roots to grow. I don't, you know, but I was smart enough <laughs> at the time to take a cutting of the branch itself and not just a, you know, 
So does that? So you got that in water or something, or what are you doing? I had it in water with a banana peel, and um, and then after banana peel would be the food. Yeah, would be would be a food source. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is that you? Do you know about that? I mean, is that something that you know about, or did you just wing it? No, that's a banana there for good measure. No, no, no. I I saw that somewhere. You know, basically how how nutritious these banana peels are. So every time I make. I put banana peel in water, let that sit over overnight, and then I give it to my plants. Well, that's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. And so, uh, anyway, so I've got this branch, and now I planted it, and we'll see what happens. I mean, it may or may not survive. I really don't know. But well, that's a very special tree. You want to be? Yes. That's, you need to. You need to have that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's funny about how. <clears throat> Yeah, I um well of course I'm a big fan of overstory, but but uh, um going out in the backyard today and with Brian and and you know and we carefully wrap these things to go put in the back of his truck to go back to uh, to where he where he lives, which is in the east east of the mountains. Um and it was like we were it was like the, this um all three of us were out there, but Brian and I were doing the the heavy lifting. He was, not me, he was. But this, all this care and attention to these plants, wrapping them up and care, just make sure they were happy. And, mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. these living beings were transporting this living stuff. That's right. It's not throw the plants in the back of your truck. See ya. Right. You know, we are being very careful with them so they are happy mm-hmm. and they're not going to be damaged and whatever. Because mm-hmm. uh, they're they're beings. They are right. beings. Right. Exactly. That's like when I I um recently got a, a yellow rose, a yellow rose bush from Home Depot, and I transplanted it into like a big uh, bowl, like a terracotta bowl. So it's you know very wide, but not very deep. So I had to you know kind of like of the. I'm thinking, you know, I'm hoping you're going to be okay, and I was very careful about it, and she's growing. So I'm happy. She's happy. Do you ever start avocados? Do you ever do that yeah. as a kid? Or so no? I have tried to grow an avocado tree from a, a seed, pretty for for like at least thirty years. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they tell you to put the toothpicks in it, hang it over water. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That, that's never worked. I, I I don't have the patience. I'm like, get it out of here. Serious? You're serious? It doesn't work. No, wait. It doesn't. I it's, it just it's it's never not worked for me. That way? Yeah. Every time it works. So what do you do with all these seeds? What you, well, I you know, pass them around to people or put them in dirt or whatever, grow them. I mean, you know, it takes a lifetime to get an avocado. <laughs> I don't I mean I mean I mean they, they grow straight up, straight straight well, up. Well, okay. Boom boom boom. Like, so, a, like a I know. Jack of the beanstalk. Yeah. Well, I have two seeds that I said, you know what? I'm not going to do it that way, the way people tell me to do it. I'm doing my own way. And so what I did was I soaked the seeds, I don't know for how long, maybe a week. And then after that, I just planted them. And you know that they sprouted up? Yeah, okay, good. Yeah, yeah. I got two avocado trees. I'll yeah. have avocados in about 40 years. <laughs> okay. <laughs> It's a start. It's a start. <laughs> my grandchildren. That's my grandmother's tree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, 
Right. Yeah. It's now three feet tall. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, well, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. I mean, that's all that stuff is what we grew up with, you know, whether it's stealing cherries or planting avocados trees or whatever. It's amazing. You know what else I did? Um, I, get, I took a, um, a red potato, you know, cause red potatoes are, are good for you. And yeah. I put that, in, not a red potato. It's a, a yam. Okay. Let's get it straight. And I put it in all the right. dirt. All right. And it's growing. Yeah. It sprouted up straight up. It is a crazy vine. It sprouted up and wrapped itself around my other avocado tree that I actually bought. And it's, um, I think it's three years old or something. And it's only like two feet. But no, no, no. I took it back. Not the avocado tree. It's the, the, the fig tree. But it wrapped itself like it, it wanted to, you know, support itself. So keep growing up. It's a vine. So, um, you ever have you ever planted scarlet runner beans? Wait, planted what? Scarlet runner beans. I've never you heard ever? of that. Okay, it must be a local thing anyway. We we grow them up around here quite a bit. What is it? Um, well, it's just a bean. It's it's a vine bean that you can you can eat or you can play with or you can make stuff out of it or whatever. It's um looks like about the size of a three quarter size of a lima bean, but it's dark red, mm. kind of brownie red. Like a kidney bean? And yeah, like a kidney even bigger, though, bigger and flatter. Oh. But they're pretty good. You can make soup out of them. You can eat them, mm-hmm. and you can do stuff with them. But they're fun to give to people because they grow fast, and you can, you can uh, when, when, they, when they dry out on the vine, you can take the beans out, put them in a little sack, and give them, gift them to people as, you know, take this home and start your vines. And they will, they will take off. I mean, they will, these great big long fingerlings that come out, they almost look like they're alive, like they're coming out of War of the Worlds looking for something mm. to grab. And uh, off they go. Hmm. I, you know, I sent you something today. Thank you. Mm. I, you did, eh? Yeah, should I tell you? <laughs> no, let's make it a surprise. Don't tell me. Right. Don't tell me. Right. Well, I'll open it up and I'll be surprised. <laughs> Unless you feel compelled to tell me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's not a, a rock or an elephant or a stick. It's it is um, moringa seeds. Oh, uh huh. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. Speaking of seeds, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yes, you're welcome. I put that in there, and you know what else? I won't tell you the other thing, but there is something else in there. I'll let that be a surprise. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. But the moringa seeds. Have you ever had one? I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, the first time that I had a moringa seed, I was at um, a prepare for change meeting. We used to meet on Sundays, and we'd have guest speakers come and stuff. And they brought, you know, moringa seeds, and they were telling us about how wonderful they are for you and all the benefits this and that. So they handed each of us a seed and said, "Go ahead and eat it." John, and put that thing in my mouth. I, I was started drooling. I didn't know what to do at that moment. I was like, this is the worst thing I've ever had in my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thanks for the warning. <laughs> it was terrible. And um, I didn't even know what to do. Like, I was just shocked. And um, it was incredibly bitter. And anyway, so that was then. This is now. I have a whole batch of seeds and so then I was eating them and they taste like to me right now not bitter it's um like really concentrated stevia 
it's really, really sweet until it's bitter. But it's super good mm. for us. Super, super good for us. Yeah. Well, thank you. You're welcome. I, um, I, uh, I, I got I to be honest with you. Today was, uh, I did not get my teammate today. Um, my Amora my tea because we're off too busy, but I've, I'm still holding the package. Your tea? You mean um, your soursop? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I guess Amora is the, is the brand. But, yeah. Uh, I've got them. And, uh, and I, I covet that. I mean, it's like, I, I don't know what it is about it. It's like, I guess it's from you. Maybe that's why I covet it so much, mm-hmm. you know, but, um, well, there's more where that came from. It says it's, you know, it's, it's good by, you know, very good. Best, it says best by January, by 22nd, January, 2025. So I'm pretty good. It's matched up with my driver's license. Can you believe that? Mm-hmm. I mean, just just a year. I mean, that, you know, not the but I mean, because I look at my driver's license today. I was looking at this this same year mm-hmm. for the get your driver's license thing. Mm. I keep I keep trying to tag us with. Um, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm becoming a little bit like you are, <clears throat> as I grow into your philosophy or into who you are, um, in looking for signs, looking for you know, paying attention. Um, I I've never I I was so self contained before I met you that I didn't really need to do any of that. Mm-hmm. Well, I chose not to, but now I'm doing it all the time. It, it really lightens up my life. Mm-hmm. Really does. Yeah. And you know what? You don't even have to look for it. You don't have to look. It'll smack you in the face. Yes. Yes. Uh, but you, I think, you, well, yeah, but in my case, yeah, right. I need to really remind myself right. that, uh, you know, this something may happen here that might be a little bit off character. Mm-hmm. Why don't you pay attention to what that is right. and see what it might mean, you know, someone talking to you or you got an angel in your back or, you know, did that bird fly over, you know, 14 times for any reason mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever. Um, there's things that just happen that are, that are out of the ordinary. And there's a whole bunch of writing about that, of course, mm-hmm. um, that, uh, that we're all, you know, becoming more and more familiar with. Well, but um, I totally live by it. I totally live by it. So this is weird too. You know, when I went to go pick up the the elephant, right? Um, I'm so excited. I'm like, you better not sell it to anybody else. And uh, I pull up, and I'm behind uh, Steve's air conditioning. That's literally where I parked, right behind his van, the Steve's air conditioning. And across the way, they have another another van. And I'm like, what? I immediately am struck because I know their offices in Upland they installed my air conditioning and their phone number is like, you know, seven, 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 seven. It's, you know, (laughs) (laughs) here we're going to numbers. Exactly. And then their license plate also had a seven, seven. So then when I, I made a U-turn to leave, I was looking at the second van and I looked at the license plate, and of course, it too has a seven-seven number on there. And I'm like, all right, well, you know, <laughs> I, I try not to read into too much. I really don't. Try, I don't want to read into it. But what the hell are they doing there? <laughs> you know, I mean, the the timing, the timing, all the time. It's timing. So now, you know, I'm driving home thinking about it. And I'm like, well, you know. I don't know what's going on today, but there's some, something weird. I mean, like more alignment. And then as I'm thinking about this 7-7 and the coincidence of it, 
I glance over to my left, and the van in front of me, or to the left of me, has a 77 on the license plate. And I'm like, all right. And and that was prophetic in one of my dreams. Huh. Mm-hmm. The 77? Uh, it, was, it was actually 777, and it came up on a slot machine in my dream. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so this whole coming full circle, you know, even like with the elephant, the elephant showing up in my life, you know, and then the elephant, I don't even think I was clear about it the other day when I was saying her name was Elsa. You know, I didn't look at her like I look at a dog and decide to name her. It was like I heard her voice tell me her name. And that's when I said, oh, you're Elsa. And then I looked up what it meant. Yeah. And it's um, devoted to God. Was that what mm-hmm. it was? Devoted to God. Somebody, uh, something, uh, something yeah. angelical like that. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I was like, oh my goodness. Yeah. You know, I didn't know. Didn't know. And I just, these are the things. It's like you know, you, you get so caught up in a different world. That's way more important. If you just live by by you know guided, you're guided by signs. It's phenomenal. I like to look at I like to look at animals that have got capacity that's well beyond ours in in their some of their some of their formats, uh, vision or hearing or whatever it is. I like to sit there and commiserate with something that I know is 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 um, in orders of magnitude better equipped to do something than I am, and see how they respond to me. And I and then I vary the frequency in my voice. I'll squeak. Or I'll you know lower my voice or something and just see what happens. Yeah. Um, I just enjoy. I kind of like to talk to animals. Sure. <laughs> you know. Of course. I mean, I mean, I don't know. Um, well, we're over the hour. I know. I was just thinking too, though. Um, I was reminded how number forty-four and number. 55 keep coming up and um, the number 44 was about abundance strength um, support and that's what and I was thinking wait a minute that's the elephant yeah yeah it's just a repeating sign a repeating message and, and I am. I mean, the tree told me that. <laughs> as crazy as that sounds. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not crazy. I mean, I know it's not crazy. Right. I think, and I think people listening to this probably realize it's not crazy too if they do their homework. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I could. Yeah. I, did I tell you that I could have sworn that the the crow, the crow picked up a piece of the bread that I left behind for them, and he flew back over to my window. <laughs> like to say thank you. Well. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It looks like a U.S. Uh, uh, an Iraqi or something rocket just hit a a, a billet housing U.S. troops in the, the war zone just now. Mm. Just broke. So all right, we're... let's all let's all think about that for a while. Uh, we got to calm this thing down somehow. It's gonna come to an abrupt abrupt end. Watch. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Right. So, all right, we're done. Okay. <laughs> I love you. I love you. I'll see you. Bye. Bye.